0: Welcome to Security in Focus Tech Talk, a regular podcast focused on informing and supporting the needs of Gallagher Command Centre Installer Technicians, Administrators and Operators.
1: Welcome to Episode 2 of Tech Talk, one of the security in focus threads from Gallagher Security. We thought it'd be great to introduce you to our tech support team and talk about how they can help support our technical community. I'm sitting here with Shane and Matt. Shane, can
2: you start by telling us a bit about yourself? Thanks, Steve. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm part of the furniture, really. I've been here a little bit over 17 years. in the technical support area, so supporting our customers and channel. I had the pleasure of working in the UK for a couple of years, seeing what it's like from their perspective, getting that real site configuration kind of knowledge going. Then I came back to New Zealand, and now I've got the pleasure of looking after the technical support team. Cool. Thanks, Shane.
1: Matt? Can you just tell us a bit, a bit about yourself and your role?
0: Hey, Steve, thanks a lot for having me along today. I've been here for eight years, not quite as long as Shane or yourself. <laughs> but catching up. Hey, look, when I started here, I was actually an engineer. I was on the phone, so I have an appreciation of the day-to-day type of calls that we're getting and I guess that support that the customers are looking for. Yeah, but my day-to-day here now, being technical support team leader, is all about that customer experience and making sure the customer is getting the answers and solutions that they want.
1: And I guess that's one of our key goals. So, um, Shane, maybe you could give us a bit of an overview about what the goals are for the team and how you measure that.
2: So, the, the main goal of our team here is to support our customers anytime they need it. If they've got a problem, they need it solved quickly. So, we're here to provide that level two, level three support to our channel channel are there to do the level one support with the end user so when something goes wrong they need it answered or solved very quickly so we're doing that via email phone support getting a lot more into remote sessions now via team viewer so if you need access straight away just give us a call or an email we'll jump in and we'll solve that problem
1: and Matt, so going back to the team then, can you give us a bit more of an overview of the team and, and how you structure it and, and yeah. uh, do the
0: activities? Yes, absolutely. So hey look, at 24-hour support. we got in the mix of our troubleshooters, we have 17 engineers. That sort of breaks down into we have shift seniors. we also got our technical advisors there for that high-level escalation. So yeah, that's the breakdown at the moment. And I, I
1: hear we're setting up a USA team. So what's the guts with that?
0: Yeah, look, that's just
2: an evolution of our technical support. We're growing really quickly in America's, like Matthew mentioned, 24-7 support out of here, which means we've got those night shifts and morning shifts. So what we want to do is we want to get people on the ground in the US, which will cover the UK and all the other regions. So uh, New Zealand will look after that 8am to midnight period. Yeah, uh, The US team will look after for outside of that time. Okay. So at the moment, we're aiming for August, September to have that team online.
1: Oh, awesome. that will be great to get that set up and going. So you both mentioned that the big part of the job for the tech support team is is taking calls and emails, queries from the technical guys out in the field. Matt, can you just share some of the stats for for how many calls we get and things? Yeah, hey.
0: Hey, Steve, absolutely. Daily we get around 80 calls. Average call times can be about 12 minutes. We do have some peak times in New Zealand around from lunchtime through at about 8 p.m. Our average wait time is around one minute. But obviously on those peak times that wait time can go up. Emails, that can be slightly different. So we get about 100 emails on a daily basis. Our response time to those emails is around four to eight hours. Just remember though, if you do have an urgent action required, definitely call through on our free phone line. What sort of call is best
1: to do on the voice, um, on the telephone, and what's the best things to send in via email?
0: Email you would send through like licence requests or maybe some documentation requests, or say maybe some basic configuration. A phone call would be, you know, I need some urgent help or I'm in the middle of some configuration, in the middle of an install and have some questions.
2: From, from my side of things, I've been tracking the phone calls and emails over a period of time since around 2006 and I've seen a real increase of emails over phone calls and that kind of goes into more what Matt said. We're getting a lot of license requests coming through. You get a lot of channel partners put a lot of time into emails, screenshots, sending the logs, everything like that, I see a, a definite shift towards more of an electronic communication style.
1: I guess it allows the, the technician to actually think a lot more about what the problem is and provide all the evidence to your guys, and that helps a lot?
2: That's correct, Steve. The more information that someone can provide, the better. It just provides that clarity. We can hit the ground running with an issue. The more information they can provide, start, the better, and usually an email is very good for that.
1: Right. Whenever Gallagher does a version release, our six monthly version release, do you get a great big peak in calls then, or is it reasonably consistent the year round?
2: What we normally see when a version is released is that there's a bit of a slow uptake for that version. You'll see the license requests starting to peak. It's more demos, everyone's getting familiar with the product, learning the new things. So I tend to upgrade a little bit after full release. Maybe it's a settling in period.
1: So when we get calls coming in, we create a ticket in our system so we can track it right through its whole life cycle to brand new, to triage potentially and also completed. And part of that is to put a priority against that. So Shane, how do we prioritise these different issues as they come in?
2: We've got a priority matrix that the team use for prioritising issues. So down one axis you've got the impact, the other one you've got the urgency. So basically it's taking both of those into consideration to determine what the priority is. You know, is it a site down? Multiple users affected? Is there risk involved? Is it one one or two things is isn't working? So take all this into consideration and then we can determine the priority of the ticket.
1: I occasionally see that there's a P1 P1 seems to motivate a whole lot of activity quite quickly. So could you talk about when would one of those be created?
2: We've got a P1 priority process. So basically what happens is when we categorise an issue as a P1, it needs immediate response. That's where Matt gets involved and starts pulling together all the people that's needed to to resolve that. So do you want want to talk about that
0: with Matt? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, P1 will come in. Uh, It's generally a site down. Uh, I'll go and talk to developers, team leads, pull people together and we will remote in or talk to the site on uh, getting a solution for them. Generally, uh, our P1 response time will be two hours to have a resolution or something in place, site back up and running.
1: Cool. Shane, what's a P2? How would we think about a P2 priority?
2: So P2, whilst it's not immediate, it's still urgent, right? So there's still that timely resolution required. You know, there could be many users affected. So what we've touched on before is that we've got that support layer for that escalation process already established. So tech support engineer to shift senior to technical advisor straight to developer from there. So we've got the technical advisors and we've got the R and D people on call when needed. So there's always a support layer there. A P2 is something that we will jump on as well, but there may be a little bit more investigation required, you know, not just a return to service, you know, as a P1 might require, but it's a P2 it's still, let's jump on it, let's have a look and prioritize right. it over the other issues we've got.
1: I think it's probably good for us to talk about some of the things that the technicians, when they call our tech support number, the information they have available there. So, Matt, could you just talk that through?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, hey, look, when, when people are calling through, obviously they're going to be greeted by our engineers. And the first thing we need to do is obviously a verification check on the technician. Is it a verified channel partner and do they have a technician ID? So once we've got through that, we then establish site details, and then obviously understanding anything that might be on the site, customisations, do they have a care plan in place, SMA, all that type of stuff. After that, then we start talking about the impact, like what's actually happening on site. And that's like what Shane was talking about, our matrix, and that's where we work out our priority. Um, so the impact on the site, is it affecting lots of cardholders, one or two cardholders, is it just intermittent, is it a one-off? From there, we look at the versions, dates and times. So just a quick one then, so how does a technician get an ID? through our training so we have online training now and all our certified channel partners will go through training. Right and from time to time there's calls that actually can't just be solved
1: in five minutes an hour or or two hours. I know that we sometimes have to go back and forward with the site a bit getting some diagnostic because sometimes it's not easy to diagnose. So what sorts of things will we ask the technicians to go away and get more information on?
0: Generally it'll be log files depending on the issue that we're getting uh, controller logs, activity logs. Also our FT support log will sort of give us like versions and right down to the sort of DLLs that are running on the site, which is great diagnostics for us.
1: So Matt, you talk a bit about the tech support tool. Shane, can you tell us the sorts of information we get from that and how much that helps the whole process?
2: So we've always looked at, you know, how can we improve the, the interactions, the back and forward, you know, how do we make that quicker? So we developed a tool that can be run from the workstation or from the server and it, it just grabs everything we need. So if a channel partner can send that to us from the first interaction of an issue, we have hit the ground running. So we can look through the logs, we can identify if we see any errors, the dump files are all there, there's no back and forward.
1: And when you get one of those, tech support engineer would have a first run through, see what they can see and then if it's looking pretty complicated, um, they might escalate it to R&D. That's
2: right. If... The channel partners emailed through, they've given us a time and a date of when the issue occurred. We can look through the activity report or a log file and we can identify if there are any exceptions or asserts that are coming through on that, the known issues, or if they're actually something that we need to escalate through to our development team.
1: What are the most common queries you get from our tech guys when they call in?
0: Hey, yes, yeah, Steve, good question. Most of the time technicians will be calling through around like doing upgrades and getting controllers back online so hey my controller's offline did you know that out there we actually have some awesome online videos around getting controllers online oh so, cool
1: where do you find those on youtube youtube, <laughs> yeah, on on our YouTube. yeah on our Gallagher
0: youtube site cool. uh, we actually have a lot there don't we uh, shane
2: we basically look at what kind of trends we're seeing in technical support uh, what are the common queries you know what are what are the guys out there uh, having having problems with so We've, we've created a few videos now of technical support top tips, which is all around getting controllers online by Boot P or by a web browser, or they might just need a reference guide or some tips and tricks. So creating those short, sharp videos that someone can watch and go, yep, got it.
1: So like reminder videos for things that they don't necessarily do that often, and they just want to do a quick refresher before they go to site? Yeah. Hey, and would it be okay if the guys emailed into this tech support email saying, hey, I'd love a little YouTube video on this topic so they could tell us some of the things that they'd really like to see videos for?
0: Absolutely. I mean, we'd love to hear you know our channel partners' feedback. On any ticket created, they'll get a survey email link. So we'd love all our channel partners to click on that survey link. There's a free text that they can tap in. And give us some feedback. What do they want to see? What do they want to hear? Uh, even on this podcast, like some more questions for us directly at Tech Support.
1: Yeah, because it's a huge product. It's Command Centre is huge. There's a lot to know, and it's really hard to be expert with it all. So if there are things out there that people want to see more of or see a little video just to refresh it, then that would be great, and we'd love to hear it.
2: So we've actually created quite a bit of content on our security hub to help customers as well. So that's another avenue of technical knowledge-based information.
1: So Shane, you mentioned security hub. What the heck is that?
2: (laughs) I guess the last year we've moved to a new platform for our website. So we've got a whole new resources area where we've been putting technical content in there daily about all our different features and all our different products and and we've also got our version matrix in there as well that we keep updated each version what's supported. So there's lots of technical content on there that the, that the team are keeping updated. A passion of mine is actually to create a self solve environment where a channel partner can just Google the answers themselves, find what they need, and it's just there at their fingertips.
1: Right. So that sounds like a great resource. Is that something that you actually have have a log on and password to get to?
2: Yeah, that's right. So all our channel partners are eligible to get a log on to our site.
1: Right. So, and if there's any of the technicians out there listening to this, and they haven't got a log on, how do they get one?
2: No worries at all. So, if you can navigate to our website, which is Security.gallagher.com. that's right. And you'll see there's a resources area. So, if you click into that, you'll see there's it asks you for a log on. Right. Okay. So you can just click the link there to request a log on if you don't have already have one. Yep. And when you log on there, we've really designed the site to be kind of objective. What's their objective, right? Do they want to set up a site? Do they want to troubleshoot a site? So you'll see the different areas there, and we've got all the content in those areas for what they need.
1: So Shane, we've uh, talked quite a bit about tech support. Um, the one thing we haven't talked about yet is, is actually how to get in contact with tech support. So can you tell us about that?
2: Yeah, no worries. So we've set up free phone numbers for all our major regions. So New Zealand uh, 0800 84 uh, US, one Australia, one 800 UK, 800 So those are major regions. Yep. Uh, if someone wants to get hold of us via email, security.support at will come through into our CRM ticketing.
1: Awesome. Thanks, uh, thanks, Shane and, and Matt, for talking to me. It's been great to have a chat with you and looking forward to getting you on a call another podcast pretty soon. Nice. In our next Tech Talk podcast, I'll be talking with Matt Page from our UK technical team about a question from one of our customers about card security. I also have an expert from NXP, the chip maker who make our MyFair family of cards. And my other expert is Tyson from our credentials team we will give the latest updates on card supply. If you have any topics or questions you would like us to cover in an upcoming Tech Talk, please leave us a message or post with a hashtag of security and focus or at Gallagher security on LinkedIn or in Facebook or respond to one of our Tech Talk posts with a comment. We hope that you get value from hearing about what we're getting up to if you'd like to receive newsletters from Galha Security, um, please go to security.galher.com slash subscribe. We would also love you to follow us on social media where we keep you up to date with what we're doing, places we're visiting, customers and channel partners we are meeting and our celebrations. So please follow us on LinkedIn at Galha Security. And don't forget to connect with us on Facebook. Lastly, why don't you have a look at our YouTube channel where you'll find our security and focus webinar series and lots of short tips that will help remind you how to do stuff in Command Center.